Don't ruin the Disney magic for a second. I'm sorry. Ten toes down, boys. We're in for a good one. <laughs> well said. Hey, my friends, it's Social Q&A Live. That's an epically hard to pronounce name. It is. And then dive into your questions around dating. This matcha is fucking good. Social dynamics, relationships. That's like a shot of a dick. Yo, what's good, my friends? It's Adam here, and welcome to the Social Q&A Live audio strip which comes straight from the YouTube live streams, which you guys can check out every, well, I shouldn't say every, most Fridays over on YouTube at The Bowl. You guys got questions on dating, social dynamics, or relationships, anything in the world of human interaction, I got you covered. Now, if you would like to receive a quick sip of social dynamics each and every Friday, well, I got you covered there as well. Every Friday, I hit that Bowl Sip weekly email newsletter, which just goes out to my hardcores, and I include anything in the world of social dynamics that I feel like you guys need to know a little bit more about, a whole bunch of exclusives, insights, things that I'm dealing with in in, in this world, in this world of 10,000 things, cool shit, training, nutrition, uh, music, updates, the resources of wisdom. Y- you don't want to be missing out on this free piece of content. So, bodoja.com, put your email in and you'll receive a confirmation email in your inbox. Hit yes on that. If you haven't received it, just check your spam or your junk folder or promotions in Gmail should be there 3 20 p.m every single friday and of course this episode is brought to you by bulldojo.com where you guys can pick up my ebook the crash course to kick ass day game just get your day game sorted it's a quick action guide to get you out there to act as your reference your guide your mentor it is not meant to be used as an armchair theorizer you are meant to go out there and complete a 30-day challenge in tandem with it and it's just going to help you to progress much further also, by the way, if you do purchase the ebook, make sure you check your inbox within 24 hours afterwards because I pretty much personally message everyone who gets the toolbox with a few extra tips. Next up is the one on one Skype coaching. If you want to go a level deeper, this is where we can work on your limiting beliefs, create action plans in your life to get you moving forward, whether it be within dating, physical, mental, purpose, whatever side of the temple you want to angle off of me with, I'm going to be there to help you. Of course, there are the deeper level packages, which is what I refer to as the bowl inside. For my clients that are on the bowl inside, they get access to two things that outsiders don't, which is number one, priority messaging. Within 24 hours, you can message me on WhatsApp and I'm gonna respond to you outside of Australian weekends through my private number. Also, priority session booking. So you're not gonna be worried about having to book your sessions in and have to wait for like two to four weeks. People on the bowl inside get top priority. So with those two extra perks, you gotta be on a package. So all you have to do is hit up boldojo.com. You can see that in the Skype coaching section. There's more details there and we can work out what's gonna suit you best. And taking you to the deepest level of all, the Day Game Foundations Boot Camps. This is for those of you that are looking to take control of your lives, to achieve the freedom of choice in your dating life, to be able to see and attract a beautiful woman anywhere you are and know that you have the confidence to handle that interaction from open qualification investment, close, bring the best of your 50 and just really bust through all the things that have been holding you back sexually or socially speaking. As of recording this, we're currently in February right now. There's a couple good months left in Australia. So if you're around the world, if you're in Australia, hit up me up for inquiries within Australia. Otherwise, you got June, July, August, the uh, other side of the world, summer. We're currently scheduling and planning for that. So if you'd like me to come to your city, whether it be in London, New York, uh, potentially Canada, you know, anywhere around Europe or the US, just send me a message at bulldojo.com in the bootcamp section and we can dive a little bit deeper into that and get more information on it. But please, serious inquiries only. 
And please know that I don't just take absolutely anyone. I will grill you. I will vet you to make sure that you are in the right mental place to undertake what goes on in these boot camps. Now, with all that being said, if you guys would like to support this channel, support this podcast and just keep it going, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, just my full name. Or you can also donate directly through the website, which is just bodojo.com. And in the podcast section at the top, there's a donate, which just goes straight through the website as if you were to, you know, get an ebook or guest carb coaching. So you can donate directly through there as well. And anything that you guys do donate is extremely appreciated and just goes back to everything that I do here at The Bowl. So thank you very much to all of you. And with all the formalities out of the way, let's dive straight into this podcast. Social Q&A, baby. Let's go. Sanjay Nibine. Sanjay Nibine, episode 32. Welcome, my friends. You know, YouTube always tries to rickroll me. It doesn't tell me I'm live for like the first 10 seconds, but I've learned. I've learned now not to get messed over by it. So I hope you guys are doing well. We got ourselves a session, another explicit session. Last week was the most explicit session, uh, which is actually going up. Um, people are searching for that topic at the moment on how to go down on a woman effectively. So you guys can catch that from last week if you didn't already. And... Uh, Today, 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 let's go. We're going to be talking about how to guide an inexperienced woman, how to guide a woman in the bedroom who is sexually inexperienced. It was actually a great question that was dropped in post on last week's social Q&A session. Uh, hold up, hold up. That's not the one I'm supposed to go into. <laughs> I just accidentally tapped on my video. Uh, hang on, I've got to go to the previous one. Here we go. So I got this guy's question and it's he was asking about how to give girls tips on going down on him essentially so who is that from i brother or l brother 88 whatever that is i think it's an i brother so we're going to be getting that uh just saying hi up in here ray sings up in here got them notifications good to have you here ray thank you very much for being here hope you're doing well i see that new zealand has eased their restrictions on your lockdown it's good to see hope things are getting better things seem to be getting better around the world with this covid business and actually, so yeah, in, in in new fashion, I'll say new fashion, before I get to any context or plugs, let me just say this. When it comes to guiding a sexually inexperienced woman in the bedroom, it's about inspiring learning, inspiring learning. You want her to have this feeling that there's no pressure to perform. I'm just here to learn. With a woman that's sexually inexperienced, if she feels like she has to pleasure you, she feels like she has to live up to some kind of standard, and she starts to get that performance anxiety about it, it's quite interesting because we talk about performance anxiety so much to do with dudes. But uh, if you've got a girl that's... Maybe you've had a, a lot of... Exp- you know, there's many scenarios we could talk about here. Maybe you're a virgin. Maybe you've had no experience with women. And then you've also got a girl who's got no experience of guys. That's an interesting thing. But you've also got... Uh, guys that have had more experience, and this is where I'll be able to relate to more, is uh, maybe you uh, you start going out in the day, start going out at night, start getting social dynamics handled now that COVID's over in future. And you start to bring back maybe some younger girls, you're getting involved with some younger girls, and maybe they've only been with one dude. Maybe they've only been with one guy before. You know, it's not that unusual to meet tw- early 20-year-old girls that have only been with one guy to meet virgin 20-year-old girls. It's not that uncommon. So it's going to be really important for you to 
hold a strong masculine frame and to, like I said before, to create a situation of learning for her rather than put the pressure of performance. And so, yeah, that's, that's my, that's where we're going to go with the macro perspective, with the philosophy, without philosophizing. But in terms of tactics, I'm going to give you guys some real tactics as well as to what I do to help a girl. Uh, let's just say she has no idea uh, how to beat the clown or she has no idea how to uh, smoke the pipe. If she doesn't know how to do either of those things, there's a few tactics, there's a few tips that I've definitely picked up along the way that I will get to, uh, I'll help a girl out. You know, that, that just tactically helps a girl to get an idea of what you're looking for when you want her to go down on you or when you want her to uh, beat that clown. So with that being said, if you guys are new to Social Q&A Live, we've got a preloaded question that we'll get here right off the bat. And then you guys can drop any questions you have in that chat box down below. Anything on dating, relationships, social dynamics, just drop them down there. Of course, Super Chat option is available if you'd like to support this channel and get your question bumped to the top. That's all there. Now, there's one uh, plug I need to drop here because it's actually something free that you guys are going to get. So, I won't forget this. Uh, if you guys are not signed up to my free weekly my newsletter, The Bowl Sip, you're going to want to do that. Just head to bowldojo.com because not only do you receive an, a shit hot awesome article every single week, but also my first album of guided meditations, Eternal Energy, is getting very close to being released. And I let everyone know on Instagram yesterday, at Tang one that if you're signed up to the bowl sip, you will receive a free gift, which I've been teasing, I've been honey dicking for the last, I don't know, three or four weeks, but I finally dropped it yesterday, which is the fourth track, the sexual energy track. Anyone who is signed up to the bowl sip will receive that track for free. It's probably my favorite track out of all of them. It's going to help you to get past your limiting beliefs, and it's a very intense visualization uh, track to run you through sexual experiences, to unlock your sexual flow. So you're going to get that for free if you're signed up to the Baldojo uh, Bowl Sip Weekly on our newsletter. Just head to baldojo.com, put your email in. That's all there. Uh, and there's also going to be a second gift, which I haven't let you guys know about. I'm going to keep that one secret for now. So that's all I really want to say in, before we get into this context. Let's do it. Got that one, got that one out quick. So let's get to this guy's question. Uh, this was, this was dropped on last week's social Q&A, tips on going down for, on a woman. I, brother 88 said, could you make another live on how to give sex advice to women who are inexperienced in the bedroom? Girls I've been with have been mostly inexperienced and they kind of look to me to show them how I want to be pleasured. Are there any techniques you would specifically show a girl, especially for a BJ? Uh, Yes. Yes, there are. There are some specific techniques for sure. But actually, his question was a little more in-depth than I thought it would be. There's actually one thing there that I didn't quite pick up the first time I read it, which is that he says that girls he's been with mostly are mostly inexperienced. That speaks to something a little bit... I don't know, that's not the main topic I want to talk about, but that does speak to something. Like there's something if he was my client I would dive into, as in why are you only seeing inexperienced girls? So anyways, we'll... Uh, well, we might get to that, but to the main question on how to give sex advice to women who are inexperienced. So I alluded to it before, but it's, it's the, actually, it's the relationship. It's the relationship. Now I want to lay some ground rules for you guys from the get. Let's say you've got, you come home from a night out Saturday night, you met an awesome girl. 
Uh, he had a good time at the club, a little bit of sexuality there. Came back to either her place or your place. In your first, I would say, two to three sexual experiences with any woman, if she is not instigating either the pipe smoking, the BJ, or the hand job, the bead and the clown, if she's not instigating, as in she's not just of her own will going into these techniques, going into this area, trying to explore in that area on her own, then I would not be attempting to either pressure or to allude that that's what I want her to do. Because for the most part, if a woman is not doing that on her own, then that means she's not comfortable doing it. When I look about all the different girls that I've been with over the last 10 years or so, uh, of the girls, and I've, I've, I too have been with a lot of inexperienced girls, particularly, I would say if you look at a race, particularly Asian girls. Girls are Asian girls are typically more inexperienced than white girls that I've found in my experience. But anyways, you can find inexperienced white girls as well. But there's a commonality amongst all of them, which is if they're not instigating that action, then they're not comfortable. And in those, especially the first sexual experience, but probably the first two or three, if it's going to be a girl that's either a virgin or has no experience smoking the pipe or being the clown, then then you don't want to put that pressure on her. The most important thing for you, my friend, Mr. Brother 88, I Brother 88, is that you cement the relationship and you cement the dynamic of masculine to feminine energy. That's what's most important between you and this girl, which is you know what I talked about last week with infinite cloud state, getting her into a position, into a mental state in which that she's just so free. She's completely let go of who she thinks she is You've let go of who you think you are, and you two are just, you're water on water. Like you were separately two different glasses, but now you've been poured into one bowl and you've just been allowed to mix. And that requires very little aggressive physical action in the way of blowjob, in the way of handjob, in the way of uh, penetration as well. And so if that's, that's the, especially with an inexperienced girl, so you guys might be thinking, let's organize our thoughts here. How do we know that she's inexperienced? Well, Right off the bat, if she's not going for your bat, then she's inexperienced. If she's not trying to uh, instigate those actions, then don't force that upon her. Of course, you shouldn't be forcing anything that's obviously illegal. But what I'm saying that is that you shouldn't be uh, alluding that, saying that, trying to put trying to put that pressure on her, you know what I'm saying? Because that's going to create a performance anxiety within her. It's going to shut her down. And it's going to make her, uh, it's also going to shut you down. A girl that is sexually inexperienced trying to do something that she's not comfortable with actually turns you off. I've had this many times. I've had this many times with a girl that just, she didn't really know uh, what it meant to smoke the pipe, yet I guess she thought that she would just give it a, give it a whirl. And, but I knew she wasn't that comfortable doing it, and I should have done a better job for sure in just letting her know, hey, you don't have to worry about that. Don't worry about that. Let's just enjoy this moment together. And this is coming back to the frame here, so we're kind of diving off a little bit. But we'll get, we'll get to some tactics, don't worry. But this is the most important thing, which is why we're starting off. Is that in that first one, two, or three sexual experiences you have with a woman, and you can tell she's sexually inexperienced, your primary focus, your main weapon, should be cementing that energetic connection in which that she trusts you, and that you trust her. And then the relationship can blossom and can bloom into learning all about the different ways you like to be pleased and that she likes to be pleased. And you can, because really the micro tactics of, 
getting a girl to suck you off the way that you like to be, none of that matters if she doesn't trust the space. If she doesn't trust that, 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 that time and place with you and that she feels like I won't be judged, that I don't have to necessarily fucking nail it, I don't have to be perfect, and that he's going to be okay with that and that I can kind of find my way through it. That's the best thing about being with an older woman if we flip the perspective here. And you're with, you're going, you say you're a 19 year old dude and you're with a 25 year old woman or a 27 year old woman or a 30 year old woman, is that that's what she should be doing for you. Because as a younger dude, you're probably very inexperienced. If you go back to last week's podcast, uh, something that I should have mentioned in last week's podcast on tips for going down on a woman, which I didn't, I should have made this a little bit more of a focus, which is focus on one thing. I don't, I, I, no, no, I did make that, I definitely made that a focus with Bruce Lee's quote, but I did drop you guys a couple things. Like if you actually go back and listen to that, there's not only the sucking the apple technique when you're going for clitoral orgasm, but there's also the rubbing the lamp for vaginal orgasm. But so there's two different techniques that if you've never experienced either of those, just focus on one. So same thing with a girl that you're dealing with who's sexually inexperienced. Well, just make sure that you're, if you're trying to go into getting her to open up and to give you a handjob, don't try and hit her with all these with a thousand different techniques. Don't try and hit her with a thousand different other things, such as oh, I also like to be kissed here. I also like to be sucked off this. You know, there's so many different ways. I like this position, this area. There's so many different things. It's a very, it's a Pandora's box when you explore this, which is why a relationship must be must be established. So just keep things really basic, keep things really simple. And, and that's most important. That We might come back to the, I have definitely not flushed out or fleshed out all the psychological things that a woman needs who's sexually inexperienced from you. But I was actually just about to dive into some tactics, but one of them just hit me, so give me a sec. <clears throat> I said before that... Uh, the, the role, the role that you're playing in those first one to three experiences is so critical because that just sets up the rest of the relationship and that in which that you can train, you can help train her, she can help train you and you've got this really back and forward, mutually beneficial relationship in which that you can both sexually explore each other, you can discover each other's land unfettered in a way that you're just not, you're not so worried about making mistakes and that worry about making mistakes is what shuts you down and cuts off your sexual flow because you're so concerned of yourself. So your role as a dude, first and foremost, I brother 88, your role as a dude, your role as a man, as a masculine being, is to let her know that, one, there's no pressure here for you to do anything. In these first three experiences, if you're sexually inexperienced, I can tell this because you're not trying to go down on me, you're not trying to lube me up, then I'm going to take care of you. I'll take care of you. Now, that doesn't mean that you just keep it at oral sex in terms of you're just going down on her. You're going to have full intercourse as well. But you lead it. You guide it the entire way. And you do this one, two, three times, depending on the girl. She might be good after one and then becomes a freak and then opens up. And we're going to talk about uh, what it means to let a girl know what type of level of aggression you like in sexual play, uh, how you like to be uh, smoked off, how you like to be beaten off, you know, that type of thing that we'll talk about that in a second. But first and foremost, those first three experiences, just let her know that you're a strong masculine being and that you don't need her to pleasure you, that it's just enough. 
that it's just us here together. And in that space of us just here together, that's when she can really let go of herself. And none of this matters if she doesn't let go of herself. That's why... That's why the infinite cloud state, that's why getting her to a place of through the entire night, whether you guys met on the street and you had a day two, magic in the gardens, brought her back later that night, maybe you guys got a bit to eat, you got back and you're watching that movie and then that that sexual foreplay that happens for two hours before physical foreplay happens, that energetic dance, that's all building up to this moment and then you get into the bedroom with her and you realize she's inexperienced. Well, then right now it's like, oh, I need to lead this the entire way. Not that you shouldn't have been. Not that you should ever have taken your foot off the leading pedal. It's just that particularly with a sexually inexperienced girl, you have to lead her and hold her hand even more so. Even more so. And that's just, and of course, this is just for the first three experiences. Outside first three experiences, now that's general guidelines. Are you going to find a girl that might need five? Yeah, of course, that might happen. But of the same token, you might find a girl who's good after one. And you'll get into some, uh, you can start talking about the tactics of what we're about to go into, which I guess is all that, uh, that's all I really need to say there. And when I think about really sexually inexperienced girls that I've been with, and you realize this, it was a real, uh, it was a real balls up, a real bollocksing on my end, on my end, in which that I moved too fast for her. And so that shuts her down, which then shuts me down, which means I can't sexually perform in proper intercourse. So you have to get rid of this self-focus. And you should have been doing this anyway. If you listen to any of my podcasts on particularly the Day 3 podcast, because that talks a lot more about infinite cloud state, which I just alluded to last week. But you should have been already in the deep, deep process, spending an hour, two hours of her just breathing, feeling each other's heart rate, being in a spooning position together, connecting, and eventually just melting yourselves into nothingness, and then the sexuality starts to come unlock, flow out freely. And that's when that stuff starts to come out, that's that's what it's really about. And intercourse, because that's a marrying of the two, full intercourse, full sex coming together, penetration, that's a marrying of the two that doesn't require any form of performance on either end. And I know that might sound a little bit confusing. Oh, fuck, that sun just... By the way, guys, I'm just saying this right now. Uh, the weather right now, it's like one moment. It's like Thor, Thor or whoever's up there is just dropping bombs. Like there's so much rain going down that all of a sudden Zeus is striking lightning. So I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that on the webcam, but cut the night. Nothing can be done about that. So uh, anyway, so I was saying there is... Uh, what was I saying there? Anyways, the 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 oh the the coming of connection and and bringing those two two things together that's the most important thing for you to cement off the get and that is what if you lay that investment in the beginning of a relationship with a woman that's what opens up the the cascade the the cacophony the absolute orchestra of all the different things you two can do from uh the, and we're going to talk about the aggression I want to talk about the aggression because that's probably the next thing a sexually inexperienced girl needs to be guided on is what type of what type of uh, level of aggression are we talking about here? Are we talking about choking each other? Are we talking about hitting each other in, obviously in a sexual way? Are we talking about slapping, spanking? Are we talking about biting? You know, that type of different stuff. We'll get to that now. But first, but definitely just I want to hammer this in. None of that matters. 
None of the stuff we'll talk about in terms of how to get a girl to suck you off in the right way, beat you off in the right way. None of that matters. If you've not laid the groundwork of that, it doesn't matter. Of that, it actually doesn't matter. That And actually, that before, before Zeus came out, that's what I was talking about is it might be confusing to virgins. It might be confusing to those of you that have deep issues with sexual performance that intercourse itself, when you two are actually having sex, physical penetration, when done correctly and when done right, there should be no idea of performance because it's not a performance. True sexual connection is not a performance. It is an interconnection. It is a, it is a dance. It is a mutually agreed upon dance in which that it's something so organic. It's so natural. There's no... It's something that all of our ancestors have been doing for all of time for you to be existing in this moment. So to think that you have to perform, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a, it's a delusion, but it's a delusion that's self-imposed. It's a self-imposed delusion. And it's actually the thing that will force you to not perform. The idea of performance shuts you off. It locks off your performance, if you would like to use that term. But I've never, uh, I never encourage clients to perceive their sexual connections with women as a performance. It's not a performance. It's a learning. It's a discovery. It's an exploration of sexual connection between you and her. And this is how you would reflect upon it when you two, uh, later on, you know, later on in the night, once you two have uh, reached peak climax together, and you're just lying there, and you're talking about it together, and you're talking about what just went down. But in that moment, there should be no thought. There should be no thought. If there is thought happening between you and this uh, feminine being in a sexual space, then you've already, you've already, you've lost the plot. That's a lot to say. You've lost the plot. You've, you've misconfused and you've sullied the waters, the sexual waters that should be happening between you and, you and her energy. I said this in the last podcast, which is this. If you two, if you are ever at any stage having to cognitively process what you are doing, like putting my fingers here, licking around, putting my tongue there, uh, having to get her in this position, right? If you're an absolute beginner, you're an absolute beginner, you're an absolute virgin, it's going to be somewhat unavoidable. But I say somewhat because if you've done what I have previously mentioned in especially the day three podcast and reaching the sexual foreplay and getting her to the mental state of infinite cloud state, which for those of you that didn't see last week's podcast, just to describe what is infinite cloud state, infinite cloud state is I want you to imagine that you've been taken 35,000 feet up into the air. And as far as the eye can see, it is just rolling clouds lit up, lit up like, uh, like peaches, just oranges and reds and it's just the most beautiful sunset as far as you can see atop these rolling clouds and you're as light as a feather she's as light as a feather and you two are just free to just roam to just roam with these rolling clouds for infinity even just saying that it just relaxes you it's just right then somewhere across my frontal cortex i just got a, a lovely a lovely sense of dopamine release, a lovely sense of just relaxation, a little serotonin I could feel. Just, mm, right? Because when you visualize that, that's the mental state that you should be in sexual connection. But if you've got an inexperienced girl and you're inexperienced as well, 
because you know that's that's probably going to be a, that's a combination where the blind's leading the blind. But if you've got even if it's not blinding the blind and you are more experienced like myself and I come across a sexually inexperienced girl, my first my first priority is get her into infinite cloud state, ride that out all night, ride that out all night. If that just means that we make out, we kiss, but we breathe, we just breathe together and build that sexual trust, build that place of trust. Then on the next round, on the next round, when I see her next Saturday night, then we can start to talk about the hand job. Then we can start to talk about the blow job, which I will in a second, but I want to address you, some of you guys in the chat uh, in a second. That's when all that comes. So I hope that's drilled in. I hope that's drilled into you guys. Sexual connection is not pornhub.com. It's not. It's, it's not. it's not what you see. It's not what you see. It's, it's what you feel. So let me just say hi to some of you guys up in this live stream. Thank you for being here. Zup, Zud, Zudjan Warrior, the Zudjan Warrior comes in saying, what's goody? I need to be tuning in more frequently. Yes, you do, especially with that username. That's a, it's a fucking good username. I don't mind that. The Zudjan Warrior. <laughs> it's just epic. It's an epic username. Uh, oh, I brother 88 the guy who's actually the preloaded question, the context for this social Q&A comes in saying, it's L, I'm listening. Good to have you here, my friend. Good to see you joined in live for this. <clears throat> Jay Pepinon. Is that how you say it? Pepinon? Pepinon. Jay? I'll just call you Jay. Jay comes in saying, what's going on, Adam, with the double exclamation marks? Oh, actually, I think it's triple. <laughs> it's uh, Jaded from New York City listening with your cat-like friend, Jay Prime. Ah, ah, I see what it is. The brothers are in the house. Okay, Jay Bribes over here as well saying, uh, Yo, what's good, Adam? Watching with my brother. How about that? A couple brothers up in here. Welcome, my friends. Yokozo. Couple of Kyodai. Couple of Kyodai up in this live stream. I like that. Let me just check this uh, OBS. Yeah, we're good. Okay, Racing also coming in saying, Dropping tons of goodness today, Adam son. Ah, arigato, arigato, hey. Thank you very much. So I want to talk about physical tactics now in terms of, let's say we lay that groundwork. Talk about ground rules. The girl trusts you. She trusts you. You trust her. Whether she's, uh, what, there's, there's a couple of different scenarios. Maybe if you guys want to know a little bit more about what about if I'm super inexperienced as well, does that change? Let me know in the comments if you want to know a little bit more about that. But I want to take the example of that you, you know what you're doing. You know what you're doing and you've got to go who doesn't know what she's doing. If that's the case, this is what we want to do next. Now that we have laid the space, she trusts us. We've spent one, two, three nights together just in sexual connection, laying the infinite cloud, laying our uh, energetic connection together. And now is the time. Now would be a good time, Mr. L88, to physically instruct on how she can go down on you best to pleasure you on how you, uh, she can beat off you as well. We'll, we'll use the blowjob and the handjob as the two examples. I know there's more than that, but the two examples we'll use. As I said before, do not overload her. Stick with one. Tip, first thing, typically I'll go with, because if I look at my all the experiences over the last 10 years, the things that girls suck at the most when they're inexperienced is definitely the handjob because they don't, they don't own one. They, they don't own a piece. So unless they're very sexually experienced, which in this case they're not, uh, they're not going to know what the hell to do with it. Really importantly as well is that 
it changes based on whether you're circumcised or uncircumcised. For all my Australian lads, you know, the, the average Australian guy is not circumcised. We don't, that's not a thing we do down here. I know in America, it's a big thing though, especially if you've got Jewish uh, ties, it's a big thing. So that, there's, uh, for guys that are circumcised, it's not as much as an issue of safety as it is with guys that aren't circumcised. Because if you don't know how to give a handjob to a circumcised, if she doesn't know how to do it to a guy sorry, who's uncircumcised, it can actually, you can cause a bit of damage, right? Because that, uh, that, that mushroom cap has not been cut off. So especially for guys that are inexperienced, it can be a bit tight. So they can cause a lot of pain is what I'm saying. But for, go- for guys that are circumcised, it's more just that if she doesn't know what she's doing, it's just not very pleasurable. So there's two angles there. But because I'm, I'm an Australian guy, I'm not Jewish, I haven't been circumcised. I've had to regularly, routinely instruct girls because I guess unless girls have just seen porn with American porn stars, which are typically circumcised, or they just, I don't, they just don't know what, they just thought this was the right thing to do, which is that most girls, most girls apply pressure downwards when they are going to give you a handjob. This is the first thing that I'll instruct a girl on uh, when we've got that space. And I say, and this is the way you do it, by the way. It's no, you're not running a seminar with her. Not like I'm doing it with you guys. When she begins to go down on you and maybe she reaches down into your pants and starts to uh, beat you off, what you want to do is just say, hey, in a whisper in her ear, try this. Right? Try this. That key term, that's all you need. Try this. Because you don't want to crack and crush her confidence. She, you know, it's, for an inexperienced girl, it's been enough for her to just explore and try. You know, explore and try on her own. But if you start going like, no, 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 not like that, not like that, or, oh, fuck, 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 that really hurts, or, you know, or that's, or, you know, you, uh, you just show any form of negativity towards her, it's going to, it, it sullies the water. Like I said before, you completely ruin the vibe. So you have to be very empathetic to her, and you want to be a, a newborn, a new mother with her newborn child teaching her how to walk. You know, you want positive reinforcement. You want to show her, through positive terms, what to do, not be lashing her because she's not doing it right. So that's a key term. But this term of try, try this. Hey, try this. That's what I found that works in my experience with girls is just try this. So like I said before, when girls are sexually inexperienced, they don't know how to give a handjob. Even girls that think they know how to give a handjob, and this applies particularly to girls that are to guys that are not circumcised, it's very important that girls don't do this, which is do not apply pressure downwards. Because if that mushroom cap is still attached, well, for guys that, because I know a lot of my viewers are in the US, you know that piece of string that's attached underneath your tongue that connects your tongue, the bottom of your tongue to the floor of your mouth. There's a little string there. Unless you were a baby that had that cut off, some babies get that cut off, uh, but I still have it attached underneath your tongue. It's like a little piece, of, it's a little string. It can get torn very easily. Uh, if you're uncircumcised, you have that same attachment to your mushroom cap. That piece of skin uh, still has a little bit of that attachment there. So if a girl, if a girl is going to town on downward pressure, she can rip that piece of skin and that that's not that's gonna be a bleeder. 
that is going to be a bleeder. So, so with a girl that, and all girls do this, I've never, I've never seen a girl, I've never received a handjob from a girl that didn't do this unless she was super experienced. But even then, I've been with some girls that were super experienced that just still didn't, they, they don't get it, which is that they apply downward pressure. That's the complete reverse of what you want to be doing, of what she wants to be doing uh, in order to please you. So you got to go with sexual inexperience, upwards pressure, upwards, which is that the motion should start at the base and pressure upwards, which means that then I'm talking for guys that are uncircumcised. It doesn't matter if you're circumcised because you haven't got that piece of skin and that little thing that you feel underneath your tongue attached. So there's no chance of pain there, but it really hurts. It really hurts when a girl is trying to you know, apply downward pressure. So just say, hey, try this. And you take, you take your hand, you put her just like you would showing a girl how to hit a golf ball or showing a girl how to do anything. Where you come up behind her and you put your arms around her. Similar thing is that you just take your hand, put it on her hand and show her what to do. Hey, try this. Try this instead. So if she was applying downward pressure and it's really bloody hurting, just go, hey, don't go, don't freak out on her. And go just like, oh, fuck, dude, that hurts so much. Don't be like that. Just go, hey, try this instead. Try this instead. Got, you got her hand, put your hand around it. She's going downwards with pressure. Just stop it. Start her, reset at the base. And, this, and the technique I'm showing you guys here, most importantly, is the empathetic positive reinforcement that gets her to try something new and be enthused about learning. It's about learning. It's about getting into her into the place of like exploring what does he like, what doesn't he like. And so that's just the first thing that I do tactically, physically, is just physically show her with her hand, guide her hand in the way that you want it to be done. That's the best thing you can do with a um, with a hand job. And, I'm, and you, because of guys, you've been beaten off your entire life. You know what you like. You know, like, so a girl, a girl who's sexually inexperienced doesn't know what rotation is. She doesn't know that she can't feel what you're feeling. So you have to show her with your hand what it's like to, to add rotation. Again, going upwards, do not rotate downwards, do not rotate downwards. Now, unless you are super, super lubed up, but I wouldn't recommend it for a girl who's super inexperienced because you might be thinking about, Adam, if you're a uh, uncircumcised guy, you could just use lube and that, that, would, that would ease off if she's going down on pressure. Yeah, you, you could, but to be honest, with a girl that's sexually inexperienced, adding lube to that situation, that's too much for her in the at all. Like that's, that's going to freak her out even more. That's going to make her go like, like there's too many things is what I'm saying. Too many things. Just do the way you would do it if you were dry rubbing, which is that you'd start at the base and go upwards pressure, which is going to be good either way. And, uh, and then, like I said before, just with the hand, guide her hand the way that you would like to do it. She'll get it. Girls, I've never had a girl not get it. It's pretty straightforward. Just instead of doing this, go with this. Go, instead of going for guys of the podcast, instead of going down, go up. So uh, there's that. Now, that's all she really needs to know about beating you off. In terms of pace, you can guide her on pace. You can guide her on pace. You can guide her towards climax. That's... Self-explanatory. You don't need to go into that. But now moving towards a blowjob, moving to smoking the piece, smoking the pipe. This is where she needs a lot more guidance. I will just say though, if you guys are up in this chat, 
please drop a thumbs up if you're enjoying this content. Help support the channel. Help support what's going on here. I'm just seeing some of you guys in the chat right now. Uh, Ray Singh has dropped the first super chat of $2 New Zealand. That's your third third week in a row, Ray. I can't tell you how uh, grateful I am for that. I thank you so much for your support. And of course, that means that when we get to the Q&A section, when I open up to your questions, uh, his question will get bumped right to the top. So thank you very much, Ray. I really appreciate that. If you, I can't see that you have a question. Oh, no, you do have a question. It's above that. Good. Check. Got that. Got that. <clears throat> but thank you to those of you up in this live stream. Just hit that thumbs up and we'll, we'll keep going here on these sexual tactics for sexually inexperienced girls. If you've got a girlfriend, get her to watch this. Get her to watch this. Uh, that would help for sure. That would have a shot. Watch it together. Uh, watching porn together, by the way, can be very instructional. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. We'll talk about it because we're going on the blowjob right now. We're going on uh, because that was actually more specific to L Brother 88's question about having a girl, how to instruct a girl who doesn't know how to give a blowjob. She doesn't know how to uh, smoke that pipe, how to, how to get her to work that. The best thing that I've found to instructing a girl tactically, physically, of course, prerequisite, she's in an infinite cloud state, she trusts you, you guys have had a few experiences. Likely, I, this, I, I didn't make this, I didn't hammer this point enough before. You guys should have already had sexual intercourse before this. You guys should primary have, primarily have cemented that connection off the bat before she goes to bat on you. Okay, that should be coming first. I would not be attempting to give a girl... Uh, sexual tips on either hand jobs or blow jobs before we've already had a full connection together. This is this is relationship stuff. If you guys are getting off, this is it a one night stand of a girl? I'm not trying to instruct her on how to please me best in a one night stand, in a one week stand, in a you know if I've seen her like twice in a month. You know that's it's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about if you guys have got a regular casual relationship going, you're seeing each other once a week uh, at maximum, but four times a month, or if you guys have dived in past that point into a more closed and locked relationship and you're seeing each other every second day, a few times a week, three times a week or whatever, that's when this stuff is popping up. Just context. For those of you that were confused, like, uh, why is this not working? Why is she not open to this when I just pulled her back from the club? Yeah, that's not the idea. The idea, because it's, that's that. This is relationship shit we're talking about here, and because that trust, it's going to take time for that trust. So, getting back to it, when you are going to give a girl a tips on, maybe she's already had her first go, and she just didn't know what she was doing. Uh, with the, what? How do you know she doesn't know what she's doing when she goes to smoke your pipe? Teeth, the teeth. The uh, it's 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 very similar to miming you know to if you've if you've never had to mime or have to do a lip sync you think that the way that you talk the like the way that i'm talking right now you think that the diameter that your mouth opens up just the way you normally talk would look normal on camera if you're lip syncing to a song but it's not if you want to lip sync to a song you have to 10x every single little thing you say to make, of course, I'm I'm over exaggerating it to, for purposes of this video, but uh, that's just one thing that I've learned through years and years and years and years and years of video production and guiding uh, models and whatnot when I was doing video uh, video work, which is that it's like I need you to over exaggerate your mouth expression when you're miming things or when you're lip syncing things. Same thing when a girl goes down on you. 
the diameter a girl thinks she has to open her mouth up is not nearly as wide as it does need to be if she's sexually experienced. Very sexually experienced girls uh, know to open the jaw. They know to, to gape that jaw. So she's not going to know that. So of course, she's going to be scraping on the back of the front teeth. She's going to get a bit of teeth in there. So if I'm with a girl, I'm saying, listen, just try this. Just open up wider than you ever thought you would need to. Like get get silly with it. As I said, get silly with how wide you try to open open up for, and that will land her in the right place because her mouth is not going to be. She's going to be rubbing teeth, is what I'm saying. So that's one really key trigger. Open wider than you would ever need to be. You know, get silly with it. Get silly with how wide you need to open. That's the first thing. Else, if we're uh, going in on playtime together, you know, learning time together, that's the first thing I'll instruct with. Second thing. This is now something that you can do for her that is just going to drive it home. This is probably one of the best things. I wish someone had taught me this, which is just get her finger and do to her finger what you would like her to do to you. That's, that's bar none. Like you could watch instructional videos with her. She can watch instructional videos uh, of other women, sex dating coaches, etc. uh, on YouTube and the 10 top ways to please your man and you know read the magazines and shit and read about these things but the best way she's going to learn to be able to pleasure you is if you just do to her what you would like her to do to you and very simply you just get one of her fingers and you perform the movements that you like done to you there was when I discovered this when I had uh one of my first the, the girl that I lost my virginity to when I was 16, she used to do a technique when she was going down on me that just used to, I used to call it the rainbow, the rainbow roll. And uh, although sometimes I call it the roll up. Either way, the rainbow roll up. <laughs> it's, it's an absolutely incredible technique that uh, she just learned on her own, just fucking around. Because of course we're in a relationship and she just kind of learned that I like that. And what it was is it's a combination of both a upwards rotation with her hand from the base of the shaft, upwards rotation upwards, while she's got her mouth on top of the mushroom and she uses her tongue in a circular motion that starts deep and then, sorry, starts at the back of her mouth and goes to the front. So it's like this, it's a rotation with the hand, but then a rotation spiraling inside her mouth. It's just absolute insanity in terms of like that'll... It's incredible. It's incredible. And if a girl doesn't know how to do that, oh, you are missing out. So, so because I don't assume that every girl knows how to do this, and most girls don't, so I have to instruct a girl on how to do that to me. Because that's a very specific technique, the rainbow roll. So I there's no way of me like cognitively, intellectually explaining to her. Like even the way I just explained it to you guys, you might kind of get it. But you wouldn't know how to do it, like unless you just got your got a banana or got a finger and tried to do it. So, specifically doing it to someone else though. So that's why with a girl, you just need to get her finger, and this is what I do with girls all the time. With a girl that I'm in a deeper relationship with, we're in deeper sexual relationship with. We see each other uh, way more frequently now, and so now we're learning about each other. And I just want to pin this in my mind: we will talk about sexual aggression. We'll talk about aggression. In a good way. We'll talk about levels of aggression, animalistic sexual play, because that's something that an inexperienced woman does not know about. That she'll need to be instructed on. So I just want to, that's going to be part three here, but staying on this here. Get her finger, 
and just do to her finger, which is what I'll do, which is that, hey, listen, there's something I want to, I want you to try. Just try this. Again, there's that key term. Just try this. It's not like telling her what you're doing sucks. You're never going to do that. You're never going to tell a girl what you're doing is not good or I don't like it or, you know, you, positive reinforcement, my friends. And so it's going to be, hey, just try this. When she starts to go down you, hey, just try this. Bring her back up. Get her finger. And what I'll do is that I will, because I know what it feels like, is that I will perform the rainbow roll on her finger. And so I'll give her that. I'll give her exactly what it feels like. And I'm like, now try that. And then she, so she then goes to try it. And I'm like, ah, a little bit harder, a little bit more pressure or a little less pressure. So the key thing here though, is that just do it to her finger. That's the best way to upskill a girl's uh, blowjob technique and getting her to learn what you like is just do it to her finger. There's, there's no better way. I've not found a better way. And that the rainbow roll technique is a pretty advanced technique, yet I've never had a problem teaching it to the most inexperienced of girls. Because uh, just using that finger, that finger demonstration, that's more than enough. <clears throat> so, we'll park that. That's really all you need to know about... Uh, oh, now, there's obviously the plethora of other techniques uh, you could get a girl... Uh, you could show a girl that you would want a girl to do to you, okay? There's so many other things that she could do. However, one at a time. Do not try and overload her with stimulating the, the balls as well and all these other different things and different hand techniques in gesture with, uh, with sucking techniques, all these different things. Like Just keep one at a time. Mochida, okay? Just one more time. Moipon, just one more, okay? That's all. That's all we want. Keep it at one. And, and so then she'll learn. And when she gets really good at that, and, and like I said, like I said last week, the same way that she wants you to go down on her, a girl does not want to see you going down on her, trying 10,000 different things, doing them all very averagely. Very averagely. If you... A girl doesn't want 10,000 half-assed or half-baked or kind of okay techniques when you go down on her. She wants one technique that has been practiced 10,000 times that you can deliver unconsciously. Right? That, and you want the same thing from a girl. You want the same thing from a girl. So don't try and give her A through to Z of different blowjob techniques and handjob techniques. Just for me, personally, the only thing I try to teach a girl or the first thing until she masters it is just the rainbow roll. Right, just that side of the, the the connection. It's like a simultaneous wave of her going up from the base in a rotation of the hand, and then also rotating her tongue at the same time. It's absolute heaven. It's ridiculous when a girl nails it, and uh, and yeah, and so that's. But the most, the, just summarizing the technique tactic there is just do it to her finger. Just get her finger, put it in your mouth, do the technique to her. She'll get it. Right, she'll get it. So, yeah. We'll wrap that up there and we'll go to part three of sexual aggression for girls that are sexually experienced because this is really the last thing that she needs to be keyed on. And then you guys are off to the races. Then you guys can just do whatever you fucking want after that point. But if you guys are enjoying this content, just hit that thumbs up down below. Drop me a comment in the chat box. We'll get to your questions in good time. You can drop your questions down below. I see uh, Romario's up in here. Good to have you, Romario. Uh, Sal's up in here as well. And Mason. Good. Good to have you guys here. A couple of regulars up in here. So let's get back on this. Let's talk about sexual aggression. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. Oh, it's one of the best things you can care girl on. 
when it comes to sexual play. She's not going to know. She's not going to know. How would she? How would she know? Is it okay for me to slap this guy in the face? Is it okay for me to bite this guy in the neck? Uh, is it okay for me to push him against the door, to uh, fucking do all kinds of things, try and choke him out, try and, you know, all these different things. And, and there's like some of you virgins out there like, what, what did you say? Did you just say choke him out? <laughs> the hands went wide. That's surfboard position. So, again, all predicated on infinite cloud state, trusting space. Uh, this is all mutually agreed upon. All there's a trusting vibe. We're just we're in fucking discovery land. We're in discovery land of each other. And so, we've talked about <clears throat> the psychology. We've talked about the physical tactics for both smoking the pipe, being the clown. Now we want to talk about the very nature of your sexual play with an experienced, inexperienced woman. The very nature of it. as And this is where pacing will come in. This is where speed and pacing comes in when we talk about aggression, sexual aggression, in a good way. In a good way. Mutually agreed upon. It's always going to be based upon what you like, first and foremost, because you're leading. You're going to lead this. You're not going to, unless you've got a very, or that's a different scenario altogether. I was going to say, unless you've got a very sexually experienced girl, but that's not what we're talking about. A very sexually experienced girl is going to have her own wants and needs and her level of aggression is going to be uh, very clear. She'll be very clear. This is why you need to be getting with older women because they're very clear about what they like. But with a sexually inexperienced girl, she doesn't know what she likes. She doesn't know. She doesn't know if you if you don't introduce her to choking her while having sex. If you don't introduce her to pulling the hair, spanking, to fucking coconut oil, to push against the door, and most importantly, I'm talking about you doing that to her. But most importantly, her doing that to you. It's a mutual dance, unless you like you like domination. But I would not recommend. Asusa uh, and I, I would not recommend such dominating style of sexual play with someone who's very sexually inexperienced, you scare them off. They won't like that. They're going to misinterpret that. So if I've got a girl, I'm very sexually experienced, I come across a girl who's very sexually inexperienced, but I personally, okay, I'll take the two examples. It's a sliding scale though. Just know it's a sliding scale. On the far left, you've got vanilla. You've got guys that just want to do missionary and that's it. That's all they like. They, 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 don't, they don't want no choking. They don't want no slapping. They don't want no yelling. They don't want no... None of that crazy shit. None of that crazy shit. That's vanilla on the far left. And then you got strawberry shortcake in the middle. You got a strawberry shortcake in the middle. That's a five. If, 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 a, if a far left vanilla is a zero, that's just straight missionary. That's all you like. And you got strawberry shortcake in the middle. That's the average. That's, uh, that's okay. We'll do a little doggy style. We'll do... I'll get her. I'll I'll get her in uh, not only missionary, but I'll get her on the maybe little cowgirl riding style as well. We'll get a little cowgirl going. We'll get a little, maybe we'll get a little spoon side action. You know, maybe we'll try three or four different positions. All right, that's I'll call that strawberry shortcake. I'll call that that's average. There's no strawberry shortcake that's blowing your fucking mind. All right, that's 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 something that you would just be like, okay, this is nice. Yeah, it's good. It's average. And then you got the far end. And then you got the far end. The far end, that's that roasted macadamia. You got that 10, that far on the far right, that roasted macadamia, which is, 
it's gonna it's going to be some aggressive shit. It's going to be choking, slapping, smacking each other around, pushing each other's against the door. It's going to be uh, rolling around. It's going to be very physically aggressive. That's what I call, you're going to get roasted. That's what I'm talking about. That's that roasted macadamia flavor, which is if you guys have never made roasted macadamias. Just on a side tangent here, you don't know what I'm fucking talking about. But what you need to do is that you need to get some raw macadamias, get some coconut oil, heat the coconut oil up in a microwave, salt, pepper, a little bit of cinnamon, put that over the roasted, uh, over the raw macadamias, put them into the oven, roughly 110, 120, very low, because they come up quick. Get them in there for five minutes, every couple minutes actually, two minutes, flip them over, give them a shake over, you do that for five, seven minutes, roast them up real good, fucking blow your mind. Anyways, what I'm talking about is that that's the flavor of sexual aggression we're talking about, is roasted macadamia. Oh, oh it's like, there's, there's, there's so many words that can't describe it, because that type of aggressive sexual play, and I know you guys think like, is he talking about the macadamia series? or are talking about the sex? <laughs> both, both, they there's such an incredible flavor profile that comes from a roasted macadamia that's had salt, pepper, a bit of cinnamon, and coconut oil. But that's that's the sexual play. That's the sexual play I'm talking about. Because it's just so incredible when you've got a mutually agreed upon space that we're going to go to town on each other. I'm going to... It's like, I'm going to give you another one of these. And what that means is that there's just no... It's no holds barred. If you've got that mutually agreed space... I know there are some guys that don't like that. I know there are a lot of guys that don't like that. Some of my best friends are vanilla guys. Some of my best friends would prefer to just missionary and that's it. But that's never been me. I guess maybe because I've been exploring the sexual realm for such a long time since I was 16 that I want to try everything. You know, we'll talk about anal sex. If you guys want me to talk about anal sex, drop a comment down below. It just popped up for a second. If you want some tips on how to run that anal sex to make sure that it goes down well, because it can, it could be an absolute, <laughs> it could be an absolute shit show. <laughs> that pun was not intended. That's just a typical phrase I say, but it can be a shit show. So, <laughs> oh shit, that just worked too well though, didn't it? Yes, it did. So. <clears throat> But I've been having, I've been, I've been exploring the realm of anal sex since I was sixteen. So, listen, anyways, that's a that's a whole different that's a whole different thing. If you want to know more about it, just drop a comment. Uh, <laughs> how about that? So, but what I'm saying here is that <clears throat> I like the roasted macadamia. But what I do realize, and this is to the point, I've just been describing the scale of sexual aggression from vanilla. Far left as a zero, strawberry shortcake, five in the middle, roasted macadamia, extremely aggressive shit, wild shit on the far end. The reason why I wanted to give you that scale is that a sexually inexperienced girl is likely only going to be comfortable with vanilla. And while you as an experienced guy might like that roasted macadamia, you're going to have to curtail that for a little bit of time. I'm not trying to choke a girl, pull her hair, or have her... Uh, fucking choke me or tried that and that's what's really important here like i it's just it's common sense that you shouldn't be with a girl who's sexually inexperienced trying to pull her hair spank her choke her out all these different things you shouldn't be trying to do all that 
This is so uncalibrated. She's gonna she's not gonna have a bar of that. She's probably gonna run out of the room. So I hope some of you guys are more calibrated than that. But what's more important is your expectation of her doing that to you. That's what we're really talking about here with a sexually inexperienced girl. You have to you have to ease her into that. You have to because while you might like to be you might like it when a girl fucking pulls you into the bedroom, slams you against the door, right, rips your clothes off and just gets fucking wild about it. You might like that, but if you expect a sexually inexperienced girl to do that for you, what did we talk about before at the beginning? Number one principle. We do not want to put the pressure of performance. That is going to pressure her. We want to create the inspiration of learning. So we need to slowly marinate her into this style and find out what she likes. Maybe she only wants to go to Strawberry Shortcake and this is where you're going to start to find the girls you like. You don't want to force a girl. You want to, you want to expose her. You want to show her different realms, different ways of how sexual play could be enjoyed. You want to show her the roast macadamia life is what I'm saying. But you don't want to keep her there if she doesn't want to be there. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to keep her there. If she... I have to give you some examples. Let's go story time here. Hmm, let's think about the most vanilla girl I've been with. Okay, how about this? Uh, uni student, I'm, I'm up in a uh, uni accommodation. I'm up in some uni accommodation. I'm not going to mention the city. That's far too... <laughs> definitely not going to mention the city. <clears throat> let's just say a, a large metropolitan city. Uh, I'm... It was a, I think it was probably the day three. It was a day three. We'd been out for dinner that night. <clears throat> and uh, we went back to her uni flat. Like it was a uni accommodation where there's a lot of, there's pretty much only students that are staying there. I don't think, I think you have to be a student. For those of you that are like, you guys, the, the uni lodge, I think it was a uni lodge. I'm just not going to mention what city it was because she could probably still, she might still be there. She might still be there. This is, it's not recent, recent. But it's recent enough, so I'll be careful about that. But let's just say, uni accommodation. And uh, she's some form of South... I I know not all South Americans are... It's that Brazilian area. Latino. There you go. Is it Latino? South American, Latino. I know, but Latino is more Mexican. But sometimes we get confused. We get confused. We don't have a lot of Latino girls down here. So I apologize to my Latino friends if Latinos are not necessarily South American. I'm not sure if that term includes all of you. Whatever. She's from that area, from the either Portuguese, South, yeah, around that area. But anyways, she was very vanilla. She had not been experienced with a lot of different people. And the way that I know this off the get, what did we talk about before? She's not trying to be my clown. She's not trying to smoke my pipe. So I know that off the get. So even though I want roast macadamia, she's only ready for vanilla. So if I tried to do some wildly sexual shit and try and put her in that position, it's just, it's so uncalibrated. She's not going to be ready for it. She's not going to be, she's just just not right. So I curtailed that. I, I play at her level. You know, a guy asked me in last week's Q&A how to get a girl comfortable with you. This is a core principle. We just drop our frequency. Right? We come down to her level. We meet her at her level. Because meeting a woman at her level shows her that you have empathy and that she can trust you because of that. 
If you can't do that, both linguistically and sociodynamic interaction on the street, in the club, if you can't do that for her, meet her at her level, you're never going to get into investment with her. Right? So you might have amazing qualification game, but it's never going to connect to a day two or a day three if you can't become real with her, which means dropping it down, getting down to her frequency. Same thing applies sexually. If I go to girls very vanilla, which this uh, kind of, I'm just going to call it, I'll call her South American. This is South American girl. If she's not, if she's only want vanilla and that's all I'm getting them from her because she's very timid, very timid with the touch. You always know. You always know a girl that wants Rose Macadamia as well is because the energy is just there. There's like a mutual agreement that uh, she's going to start to get freaky. She's going to start to get very physically aggressive with you pulling your hair, biting on there, digging nails in and all this different shit, then you can reciprocate that. But if you get that feeling, which I wasn't from, or you get that, you get the opposite feeling from a vanilla girl. A vanilla girl is going to be very timid. She's going to be very slow. And you're going to have to meet that. You have to meet that. And you meet that how many times? Three, five times. Three, five times. Three, five experiences. If a girl... And you just slowly try to trickle down uh, for her a little, a little bit of this. Try and pull, you know, pull her hair very gently. See what she likes about that. If you can tell she doesn't really respond to that, then ah, this girl's probably not that kind of girl. And so you, you're just gonna. It's very, you know what's really interesting about sexual aggression and being able to meet this on the scale is that it's actually the same principle as physical escalation, sexual escalation on a date, which is that it's all green light, red light. It's that you get a green light. It's the same thing we've gone up to a girl in the club as well. Green light, red light. Is that if she's comfortable for you to take her hand, that's a green light. Well, then what's the next best step? And what's the next thing we'll do? I'll pull her hand to my waist. If I get a green light off a pull off the hand to the waist, then I'm going for hands around the neck. But if I don't get a green light around the hands around the neck and she doesn't, she resists on that, then that's a red light, back it up. And you can, when I say back it up, that's not wave the white flag. That's not give up on this experience, which is what most guys do. That is, slow down, chill out, meet her at her level. If she's only comfortable to have hips around, uh, hands around the waist, she's not ready to go hands around the neck, then that's okay. Chill here until we try again. And we try again, we try and we try again slowly throughout the night. But if she's not down for that, let it go. Let it go, meet a different girl. The abundance man mentality, which is that we don't try and force any one girl to work. Not, not only in macro, based on having her stay in our life, if she's clearly just not the right girl for us, but also in micro, in micro tactics of everything. This is this, um, this, this universal, this ubiquitous lesson which applies to all things, which is nothing needs to work out. Nothing needs to work out. If she doesn't like this, if she doesn't want to go roast a macadamia with me, that's fine. I'll meet another girl who will. I'll meet this girl at her level for the way it is. And for virgins and for guys that are very sexually inexperienced, <clears throat> this might not make sense. Why would you stop seeing a woman <clears throat> because she only likes vanilla sex and you like roasted macadamia? Well, for sexually inexperienced guys... You don't realize that for someone who's operating on a certain frequency, a certain level, a certain taste of sexual aggression, if you don't get provided with that, it just doesn't turn you on. 
that vanilla finishing out that story with the vanilla uh, South America girl, uh, I didn't see her again after that because she was so far off. She was so far off. Now, when I say I didn't see her again, didn't see her again sexually. I saw her again physically. I, I saw her again to see what this would be like if we were to go out on another date with each other. But I realized that, no, this is just this type of girl. So I didn't need to go through another sexual experience of her after that first one. Yeah, it was nice. But vanilla doesn't turn me on. Vanilla is not good for me. It actually is an incongruence with my energetic play within myself, within my sexual uh, energetic constituency and how I'm built as a person, is that it's actually very incongruent to spend too much time with a girl that's just not on the same level as you. So if you can ascertain that real quickly, then just move on. And just move on and, you know, keep it good. It's, you, don't, you don't make her feel bad because of that. You just go, listen, we're just not really compatible with each other. What you want is not what I want. That's the principle here. So, <clears throat> I think that wraps it up. I think that wraps it up. I think we talked, about, we talked about how to bring her up. You just slowly trickle it to her. You slowly trickle it. But, uh, and I get it. If you're a guy who doesn't like the wild, aggressive sexual shit, you don't have to go to that level. But if you meet a girl, how about this? How about this? What about if you're with a sexually inexperienced woman, you're a strawberry shortcake or a vanilla, and you find out as she starts to become more experienced, she likes the fucking roast macadamia. She wants that, and you're, you can't provide that for her. Well, same principle as before. You guys aren't compatible with each other. You're going to have to take that abundance man mentality and go, oh, we'll meet someone else. We'll go with someone else. It's a very interesting thing, though, that there are some guys out there that just, for the life of them, will not entertain some form of wild sexual shit. It's, it's, there's a lot of psychology behind it that we're not going to dive into right now. There's too much conjecture. Too much conjecture. Yet, to me, it's like it's the best thing in the world. It's the absolute best thing in the world. So what I'm going to do right now, guys, <clears throat> is that we're going to dive into social Q&A, the actual Q&A section. We've just gone deep on L Brothers' tips for guarding women in the bedroom. Hope that sorted you out. Most importantly, build the trust, build the space of her, and it all opens up from there. Now, we've got two major super chats. So for those of you that don't know, social Q&A now, any questions you have on dating, relationships, social dynamics, drop it in the question box down below. We've got about 25, 30 minutes or so to answer questions here. But we got two big super chats. So they come to the top. They get their questions bumped to the top. And because they just go to supporting this channel. I'm so grateful for that. <clears throat> and so we'll go right back to the top. But yeah, feel free to drop any questions you have. And if we have time, we'll get to it. But otherwise, super chats come first. So let's do it. Also, if you're up in this chat and you haven't dropped a thumbs up yet, please do so. Please uh, support this channel. Be most appreciated. So racing, regular supporter of this channel. Came in with a $2 New Zealand. Let me just... Get my beak wet here. Let me get my beak wet. It's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> oh shit! So Ray, uh, Ray came with a question here. Let's stay focused. I just I went into a deep visual rabbit hole of birds getting their beaks wet. Then, <laughs> uh, okay. So. <clears throat> Ray soon came in with his $2 New Zealander saying, I've got a question. 
How do you find Brisbane as a city for meeting women slash developing social skills? That's really interesting. Uh, he's got another. I think that's the. Only, I think that's the entire question. So he just dropped a comment below that. So how do I find Brisbane as a city for meeting women and developing social skills? You know what's interesting about this, Ray, is that I personally don't have a lot of adult experience meeting women in uh, Brisbane myself. So I can't talk about it. I can't give you anything recent. I've got a lot of friends though that speak very highly of it. Uh, a lot of close friends, a lot of close wings that have spent good times, good periods of times in Brisbane. And they often liken it to a bigger Adelaide. Very similar vibe to Adelaide, but just slightly bigger. That's what they tell me. They tell me that, and these are guys that are very, very experienced in cold approach, done a lot of cold approach in both Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, uh, Perth. And when they talk to me about Brisbane, they say Brisbane is very similar to Adelaide. And for those of you that don't know the, the vibe of Adelaide, it's small town. It's small town, same girls that I went to school with that still live here, <clears throat> still still here to this day. That's the kind of the vibe of Adelaide. Apparently, Brisbane is very similar, just a little bit bigger. However, Brisbane has different, has two key components. It has Brisbane, the city, but then you have Gold Coast, you know, because it's all within the state of Queensland. So they're very different, <coughs> very different juxtaposing vibes. Queensland is like, uh, sorry, uh, the Gold Coast is like, I guess, Miami Beach of Australia. You know, that's that's where you kids go to have their uh, massive end of year 12, uh, what do they call it? Uh, schoolies, schoolies week, that type of stuff. You know, and there's a there's a lot of, uh, it's like the beach strip. It's the beach strip where it's very carefree and, you know, there's a lot of nightclub scene up there. So... I haven't got a lot of friends that have done a lot of day gaming in on the Gold Coast. Yeah, not really, but I've got a lot of guys that have gone out at night on the Gold Coast and they speak very highly of it. They speak very highly of it. I haven't myself though. I've not spent a lot of time there other than when I was in high school. When I was in high school, uh, I took a trip there, but that was a family trip and uh, we spent a bit of time on the Gold Coast. There was a lot of biddies getting around. There was a lot, there's a lot of high quality girls getting around in the Gold Coast for sure. Hey, it's a beach, it's a beach, it's a beach side, so... Uh, I can't, uh, also Ray said, keep hustling during these hard times, buddy. Peace. Thank you very much, Ray. So yeah, Ray, I can't give you any more context than that, but I really do appreciate your $2 chat. But I guess I'll say this to wrap it up. It doesn't really interest me because of how much I love Melbourne. Because of how much I love Melbourne, I've done, a, I could speak more to Sydney. I've spent a lot of time uh, in Sydney, particularly coaching boot camps and doing my own shit running around there. Um, I don't really like Sydney that much though for, for day game. I haven't gone out at night a lot in the city, in Sydney, but yeah. Why, why are you asking Ray? If you're still in this chat, why are you asking? Cause you're from New Zealand. So why do you, are you planning to move there? Are you planning to study there? Let me know. Just for context. Let me know. Ray says, cheers Adam. I'll keep checking there. Okay. So moving on to the next super chat. Oh, we got Abel Martinez up in here dropping a $10 US Saying, what up? <laughs> yep. Hope you're doing great, homie. Uh, with, uh, with the old hacker. Hope you're doing great, homie. Here we go. Comments about my insecurities. Haha. <laughs> so, Abel, before I even read your question, I'm very grateful uh, for your $10 super chat. Again, just go supporting this channel and everything we're doing here, especially during these times. So, thank you very much. And Abel's been supporting this channel for a really long time. So, very. Hontoni, Kanchester. 
truly grateful. Uh, let's get to his question here. Where's the question? Okay. Abel comes in with that $10 US saying, I'm currently seeing four different girls in casual relationships. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about, Abel. <laughs> my man. There's nothing that gets me more excited than someone who follows my content that actually does the thing. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh we've... We all need to just, just slow clap that. So not because of the four girls. He could have said one girl. He could have said, he could have said, I recently just broke up with a girl that I was in a casual relationship. He could have said, I'm with 10 girls. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that he's actually doing the thing. There's nothing that gets me more pumped up than that. Nothing more pumped up than that. Get, get on the wall with me, Abel. Get on the wall with me. I don't even know who you are, but if there's an invading horde who's about to destroy our village, I need you on the wall next to me. Because that that right there, that right there speaks to so many different things. It speaks to so many different things. Someone who takes that level of action and that is willing to come on a Q&A like this and ask some questions, so it means he's constantly seeking. I haven't even got into his question yet, but there's just so much power in it. Oh. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. It's like, that's, that's, like the, that's the 1% that I'm really, really concerned with. Now, it's not that I don't have concern with guys that still can't even go out and bloody approach someone. But, you know, you, you gotta, there's only so many videos one can make about overcoming approach anxiety, right? All right? There's only so much. There's only so much. Like, it's just, that's, that's, uh, that's a good shit. So, here we go, Abel. He's on the wall with me. He's on the bloody wall. So, here we go. Abel Martinez. I'm currently seeing four different girls in casual relationships. Everyone knows the terms and conditions. And everyone is happy. I met one of them six months ago. And I am thinking, and I am, and I am thinking about trying a monogamous relationship with her since the connection with her is different. When she started in quotes, in quotes, in quotes, dating, in quotes, me, uh, she dumped her boyfriend in order to be casual. In order to be in a casual relationship with me, hold up. You guys keep dropping questions, and it's hard for me to read the. It keeps adjusting my view here. Uh, I've lost the spot here. Here we go. Here we go. She dumped her boyfriend in order to be in a casual relationship with me. And now my insecure ass worries too much that she's going to dump me in the future like she did with her old boyfriend, lol. Thoughts. I thought I was done with insecurities, but I am guess not. Maybe I'm just overthinking and getting too attached. Just just too good. Just too damn good. Amoshidoi. Chua amoshidoi. It's just super interesting here because it's the quality of problems. It's the quality of problems. I think that's this week's article in the Bowl Sip. Fight the right fight. This guy is fighting the right fight. You know, if there's a, I put an article up, or the article that's coming up this Friday in the Bowl Sip. If you're not signed up, bowdoja.com. It's very put your email in. It's called Fight the Right Fight. And uh, Abel do- donated a huge super chat here, so we're going to go deep on this shit. And it's about, I've been dealing with a lot of clients lately that are fighting the wrong fight. You know, the, the wrong fight is if you come home from meeting a whole bunch of girls at night, attempting to meeting a whole bunch of girls at night or in the day, 
yet you only met like two people or three people, you're fighting the wrong fight. You, the, the, that, that fight has honor once, and we've spoken about this. The honor of fighting your internal battles your in, and your insecurities and being shown where you fuck up and all your failures within that one specific scenario. If you continue to repeat those mistakes, you're fighting the wrong fight. Anyways, I won't go too deep into that because that's this week's article. <coughs> Today's article. Coming out in about four hours. Uh, but anyways, moving on here. All I wanted to highlight there is that his quality of problem is so high. His quality of problem, if you look at the quality of his problem compared to the average shrimp, the average shrimp, the, the shrimp that I was when I was 17 to 19, where my problem, the quality of my problem was, was that I just couldn't go out and meet girls consistently, yet the quality of his problem right now is the quality of problem that I eventually got to through tremendous action. We had, Abel, I completely relate to you. I have been in this exact scenario, well, not the exact problem you're having, but in the exact scenario of being in four different casual relationships and having to and feeling like oh this is one girl that I want to dive in a little bit deeper with now right, that's a, such a high quality problem ah oh, oh, I get excited by this shit so to actually address his question now you know you've seen four different girls but one of them left her boyfriend to be with him that's 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 a that's a very good signal that's a very good signal that you're providing a good package and not just physically I'm sure you are physically as well. You'd have to be as physically as well, but more so psychologically. Your energy, that you're providing a strong masculine frame to be, to ask, to get a girl to do that. And this is like so brutal. This is so brutal, but it's so good at the same time is that we just breezed over the fact that, and I don't want to breeze over it, that she left her boyfriend to be with him. I speak about this a lot, but this is a real example. It's like some of you might feel really bad for that guy. You might feel really bad for that boyfriend. But I don't. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the most adaptable. He couldn't adapt. He couldn't adapt to 2020 in which that you can't just be a shrimp or you can't rest on yourself. Or even if you're not resting yourself and even if you're not a shrimp, but there might be someone else out there who, who's been cultivating, who's been on the path. You know, it's... There's, there's so many it's almost like a whole podcast a whole new podcast is brimming right now about what we're talking about here you have to constantly be evolving yeah, this could be any one of you this could be any one of you and to Abel's question here it could be him if he stops evolving if he stops cultivating himself he might find that this girl very much so comes across another guy another guy who presents a better package who is evolving at a faster rate greater weight greater rate stronger stronger in all realms you know he's constantly facing his own weaknesses and overcoming them building his bank of strength if, if Abel drops off you know then she's very liable to do the same and it's not it's like this is what girls should be doing this is I, I, I award I award congratulate I respect his girl he's talking about here for leaving her previous boyfriend to be with him when she recognized that her previous boyfriend was not able to present and provide what Abel is able to because that is that is how we create strong people. That is how we create a race that is outcompeted all other species, right? All other species. We did not, we did not get to be here today because a whole bunch of low-level shrimp made it through the annals of time. 
No, the shrimp were weeded out. It's only the last... It's only the last fucking 40 years? Let's go back... Nah, nah, not even that. That's too much. That's been too harsh to my... To the 1960s, 1930s and 60s. It's really only... It's post-World War II. It's post-World War II. Post-World War II... Oh, okay, no, I'll say 60 just to be generous. It's really only the last 60 years that low-level shrimps have been allowed to survive. You know, previous to that, we had mechanisms to eradicate the weak members of society. They're called wars. They're called pandemics. We're currently in one right now, but it's a very low-level one. And quite frankly, we're overreacting. We're overreacting. In many different ways. Now, I'm I'm not saying that we shouldn't be socially. I'm not talking about social isolation. Um, I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about the psychological reaction to social isolation. People are overreacting. They think it's the fucking end. Of, it's the end of the world because they can't like go out and buy a, to- a roll of toilet paper. You know, people freak it out. That's what I'm talking about. We had ways. We had ways. Of eradicating shrimp behavior. Those ways have been lost. Those ways have been lost. The Spartans knew it good. The Spartans knew it good, Abel. The Spartans would pit their young boys. Oh, first off, hey, first off, the Spartans would analyze and and almost quality quarantine check every baby that came out of the womb to just check it met a certain level of virality and strength. If it didn't meet a certain level of test when it came out of the womb, in terms of just just like looking at the baby itself, comparing it to all the other babies and putting them against themselves and just getting them to perform some real basic movements, put them into some, some basic conditioning, you could say, right? Then that baby got chucked off the edge of a cliff. The Spartans would chuck their babies off of cliffs. They would take the weak babies you know, they, you see in uh, Vikings and you see in uh, other uh, Game of Thrones, etc., leaving the baby out in the woods. No, then even worse than that, just chuck it off a cliff. We don't want anything to do with this if it's got to be a weak baby, if this is not going to provide a, a strong masculine or strong feminine energy for us to keep building our culture. Then that baby just gets done away with. But it doesn't end there, does it? It doesn't end there. And this is very common amongst all warrior races. It doesn't end there. That's just like the initial culling. Initial culling. It keeps going. It keeps going. The five-year-olds, the ten-year-olds, constantly just being pitted against each other, and only the strong and the adaptable survive. And so, anyways, I, I love that shit. I absolutely love it. I love that mentality. You know, the cold showers are getting fucking cold right now in Australia. We're getting we're getting down eight degrees down here, and the cold shower this morning was fucking rough. But hey, I'm, I'm in there. I'm fucking in there because I'm not going to stop evolving. Bringing it back to Abel here. To his question, his insecurity. Will she potentially leave him for the very same reason that she left the previous? Yes. Yes, she will. And it's the best. That's that's what she should do. Now, I'm not saying she will, like as in like it's guaranteed. It's just predicated on one thing, Abel. What's predicated on is are you going to continue to evolve and grow? Mm-hmm. Now, we need to dive a little bit deeper on Abel's question here. I just want to bring a little more context. Because he might be thinking, is maybe, maybe okay, 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 I get you, I get you, okay. What kind of must? What kind of must? 
Dakado. However, what if I continue to evolve and grow myself in terms of my physical, mental, purpose, and social temple, all the different sides of my temple, right? Purpose, physical, mental, and social. But through the blindfolding of what it means to be in love with just one girl, and this happens to all of us, it doesn't matter what you do, there is going to be a honeymoon period. There's going to be a honeymoon period in which that you're going to get a little blo- a little love drunk on her. It happens. Like It's not going to not happen. What's important when you get love drunk on one girl is that you sober up real quick. It's like, I'm not telling you don't enjoy one, two, three weeks of just ridiculous shit. Just some love actually shit. Just some... Uh, by the way, guys, I hope that the live stream's going okay right now. YouTube's telling me it's struggling. Hopefully, okay. Uh, I'm not saying don't enjoy in a little bit of love drunkness. But you better sober up real quick. Because it's the guys that get... They, get, they find this new dime piece. They maybe, even especially for guys like you, Abel, that have been in three or four different casual relationships, and then you meet the absolute it girl, diamond in the sky. Because you have such barometer, you have such reference of what different sexual energy from the females do for you, it actually, it stands out more when one girl becomes that diamond. You know, for, for, for shrimps, for virgins, for guys that have very little experience of women, they think every girl's the diamond in the sky. They think every girl is like that. But it's not the case for you. You've got real experience. You've got real abundance man problems, abundance man problems, and mentalities coming in. So for you, you can judge what a real diamond in the sky is like. And so when you really find that, your susceptibility to getting love drunk on her is far more intense than just the average shrimp, which is quite a paradox, isn't it? Because the average shrimp would never have to deal with this until they actually evolve from their shrimpness. Anyways, yeah, it's just, that's interesting. But so for you, what you need to focus on is sober up as quick as you can. Enjoy, yeah, if you want to fucking picnic it up, if you want to go strawberry jam, Right, picnic with this girl, and that's just the strawberry jam state. Strawberry jam state is where you just like for the one, two, three weeks, you guys are just you're fucking in each other's ears every day. You're in each other's mouths every day. Yeah, you're every waking moment. You're thinking about her. She's singing about you. You guys are talking about different kids' names. You guys are talking about where you want to move in together. You guys are in surfboard mode, right? Strawberry jam state, whatever you want to call it. Enjoy that for a few weeks. That is the beauty of falling into love with someone. Absolutely. The problem is when you allow that to be perpetuated. Because are you growing during that time? Mm, Probably not. Probably not. You're probably not. If you're spending that much time with her, at least physically, you're not going to have the same allocation of freedom points within your day to allocate to physical training, to mental development, to social development, to your purpose. Put that to the side. Even if you are somehow managing to do all of that while also spending copious amounts of time with her, it's the psychological, it's the RAM, it's the RAM and the processing capacity that is taken away from you because you've allocated that to her. So you're going to enjoy that for one, two, three weeks, but 
don't when that when a diamond in the sky comes into your life, how about that? Something comes out at the right time. When she comes into your life, she's taken up RAM. She's taken up capacity, mental capacity for you that would not be, cannot be allocated to your purpose in life. So you're not going to be growing in that area as much as you could be. So you will start to deteriorate. You will start to devolve. In which that you do what most guys do. You stay love drunk. You stay drunk on her. And that in time will push her away. This is the absolute paradox of love. It's the absolute paradox of love. Which is that in the short term a woman wants all of you and everything from you. She wants... She loves the fact that you drop everything, that you stopped. Hey, don't go to the gym today. Stay in with me. Sleep in with me, baby. Right? Don't. Hey, don't worry about going. Don't do that extra hour of work. You know, come home. Let's have dinner. Let's have sex. Right? You know, and just just be around each other all the time. In the short term, it's so fucking good. For one to three weeks, it's so fucking good. But then, months set in of the same nature, and all of a sudden, you're a shell of the person you once were. Hey. She wakes up one day next to you and you got a you got a little belly going. You got some love handles going. Hey, your business not doing so well. Hey, bah. I haven't I haven't seen you pick up a book in months. I haven't seen you networking with anyone new in months. I would would you fucking would you fucking clean the house? Like we all of a sudden you're sliding. You're sliding and she she wakes up next to you and like this isn't the guy that I signed up to. Abel, this isn't the guy that I signed up to. And that's when a girl is very susceptible, if not her own bat, just going, I'm done with this guy. Or in the exact same scenario that you found yourself in this, she meets another. She meets another. How about this, Abel? Let's make it real. Because you, do- you donated that super chat and we've only- I've only got another five, ten minutes. So I'm just going to ride this out with you because that's uh, the intensity of your super chat. How about this? You, you you got love drunk on her for the first one to three weeks, but you stayed love drunk, which means that you stopped working on yourself. <clears throat> you stopped growing. You, you backslid. There's only rising or falling in this life. There is no middle. There is no, there is no state of homeostasis. Right? There, there is no middle ground. It's either you are constantly getting stronger or you are constantly getting weaker. That's all that the girl is perceiving. That's all that we do in life, rise or fall. So let's say that you've been falling, you're getting weaker. But then, ah, she gets fed up in three months. She's out of the club. She's out of her friends. Oh, Adam happens to be up in the club with her. Oh, I happen to meet her. I come up on her friends. Maybe I didn't even see her first. Maybe I didn't see her, see her a group of friends. I come up on there. I'm having a good night. Maybe I was coaching one of my clients. And I come up on this girl. Your girl. And I provide a strong masculine frame. Powerful. Powerful, strong masculine frame. I'm feeling the vibe. I'm in free fall with her. Skydiving at night. And we end up getting into an interaction. Her friends are, I'm going on the friends. Her friends seem to enjoy me. I realized that actually I bring my client in here as well. He's good with one of your friends. He really likes one of her friends. And so it's a really good group vibe. And I just, as naturally as I would naturally do as a natural leader, oh, what's the next best thing that I could do with not only my client who's going down with your girlfriend's friend, but also your girlfriend who seems to really be liking me as well. But she hasn't mentioned this at this point. She hasn't, she hasn't mentioned that she has a boyfriend at this point. Nor would it matter if she's out at a club as well and has given me all the signals that she's enjoying this. You know this. You know this. So what's the next, what's the next best thing a leader's going to do? Oh, let's deepen the bubble. Hey, girls, balcony, let's go. Whoop. Take him out to the balcony. Get a bit of isolation. So first and foremost, I'm there for my client. 
I want to get him the prime primary isolation, so I'll get them in the corner first, and I'll just uh, buy time, take care of her friends, take care of your girlfriend, while he's going off with one of her friends. Fast forward. Let's say that her girlfriend is really enjoying one of my client. Those two want to go off together. Okay. They pull out of the club. Very good. They've gone off, having a good time together. That's just saying her friends are willing. But I've still got your girlfriend and her friends. Okay? So, but all this time, all this time, your girlfriend has been showing me every signal that she's down, that she wants this. She hasn't told me that she has a boyfriend, but she's given me every signal. Right? Now, why, why wouldn't she have told me that she has a boyfriend? This happens all the time. Especially if you go out at night. Because who she was currently with for the last three months has not been getting stronger. And so whether it's a conscious move on her part that this guy is so much better. This guy, this guy we're moving right now, this is the guy I want to be with. So whether it's conscious that I'm just not even going to mention the boyfriend, fuck it, we'll deal with that later. Or it's subconscious and that she's just so blown away because she's not had this injection of masculine energy in such a long time that she's not even able She's not even able, <laughs> she's not even able to mention that. She's just so blown away. She's so drunk on this new energy. Whatever the case may be, I'm recognizing this with her. And so I go, all right, well, hey, listen, what are you and your friends up to later tonight? Are you, and she going back to their place? You guys, what's the deal? Logistics. And she goes, oh, well, my friends, normally we all catch a cab back to this place. I'm like, ah, right, well, I'm kind of going in the same area. Let's go down the cab. So we pull down, we go down to the street. Uh, next best step, always baby stepping. We get down there, and I'm just like, "Hey, listen, let's split. Let's split the Uber. I'll just come with you guys, and we'll split it, okay?" So we get in the Uber. She drops her friends off. All of a sudden, it's just me and her. Friends are dropped off. Just me and her in the Uber, right? And I'm just like, "Well, again, our connection together has just been getting stronger and stronger." She still hasn't mentioned you at this point, though. Why would she? She's been loving this because what she's been getting at home has not been sufficed, not being sufficient. So now we're in this time, as a natural leader, what am I going to do? What would you do? What would you do if you were in this scenario? Oh. Oh. You like Lion King? What's your favorite Disney movie? You seen Anchorman? Uh, yeah, I guess I haven't. I guess, hey, I, I really like Beauty and the Beast. I really like Beauty and the Beast. Have you seen the new remake? Have you got Disney Plus? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. How about that? It's still early. It might be 4 a.m. That key term. It's still early. That'll get you into a lot of exciting scenarios. <laughs> that is a great transition. That is a great transition if you, whenever you're trying to move, just a side tactic for moving girls at night. That's a great transition for moving girls at night is it's still early. No matter how late it is. It's just because at night you don't know. You don't know. So anyways, it's just a great transition. So hey, it's still early. Let's go back and watch the Lion King. And all of a sudden, your girlfriend finds herself in a position where she's at another guy's house who's been blowing her fucking mind, who's been providing for her what you haven't been providing for the last three months because you got love drunk on her, stopped growing, stopped getting stronger. And now all of a sudden, she's, you guys are, you guys are roasted macadamia together. All of a sudden, her girlfriend, your girlfriend is with another guy getting roasted macadamia. And how did all this happen? It's all stemmed. And whose fault is it really? Is it her fault for cheating on you? Or is it your fault for putting her in a position where she felt like that's what she had to do? I'll let you answer that for yourself. I'll let you answer that for yourself. You, know, you already know my thoughts on that. So, so Abel, the key point here, and guys, we've got to wrap. 
I'll wrap this up in five in six minutes. I'll, I'll piss out eleven forty. I do have some uh, engagements, and I think my WhatsApp is currently getting blown up. Jesus, yeah, there we go. Hold on, stay focused. Um, okay, uh, Abel, wrap up your question here. Your insecurity is real. Your insecurity is real. That is what has made you strong. Your insecurity of thinking that your girlfriend could do the same to you that she did to her previous boyfriend, that's uh, that's money. That's money in the bank. If there is an insecurity to have, that's it. However, I wouldn't label it as an insecurity. To label it as an insecurity is a chain, a self-imposed chain. What I'd like you to do is flip that perspective. Let's reframe that. Let's put a set of wings on you. Let's put a set of wings on you and go, instead of viewing that as a fear-based motivation, let's rise and go, well, let's get into a deeper, potentially more closed and locked relationship with this one girl. But less and less, as Adam said, hey, I'll enjoy a little love drunk. I'll sip on that for one, two, three weeks maximum, right? In which that we're just our all and everything, which is what she wants in the short term, what she hates in the long term. But she'll never tell you that. A woman will never tell you that. That is on the man to work out for himself, which many men never do, which is why they get cheated on quite repeatedly. Let's get you a set of wings and go, hey, I'll embrace I'll embrace this situation and I'll do my best to throughout our more closed and locked relationship in which that I sever off the other three other casual relationships and my be just with this one girl, I will not get love drunk for any perpetuated state of time, for any, for any state of time longer than three weeks and you just keep growing, keep growing, keep growing and that's when now your closed and locked relationship can actually be beneficial and you don't have to worry about this, it won't be an insecurity. Because now you're focused on, instead of coming from a place of, what if, what if, what if I get fucked over? What if she fucks me over? No, it's like, no, it's like, what, it's, I, I can't fuck myself over. It's only if I fuck myself over, then she will fuck me over. Okay? Don't give her a reason to want to be with someone else. As a result of you not providing what she needed, right? As human beings, we all have a certain taste for variety, right? Everyone relies on a scale, though. Just go into two, two different books. The Red Queen by Matt Ridley and Sex at Dawn by Chris Ryan. You want to know more about this? Check those two texts. But everyone lies on a different scale, right? Different scale. Some people, they're very fine to have one sexual partner their entire lives. Some people are like that. Some people need a different girl every week, right? Wherever you are on the scale. And you guys are going to work that out together. But you can do that from a proactive, conscious place in which that we sit down, we talk about it. Hey, Listen, I was previously with four different girls. I used I was used to sleeping with four different girls a week, and I and I feel like I love you right now. But in order to maintain that state of love, lust and love are two very different things. And I don't want to ruin this love between us. So we need to work out a way in which that we can satisfy each other's needs for lust, for lust, while maintaining our love. And that's how you two are going to work that together. Whether that means that once a month you guys go on a freak party. And you just go out, meet whoever you want, and sleep with whoever you want. That's fine. Come back, whatever. If you guys decide you want to get into threesomes, uh, polygamy relationships, there's many different ways of working it. All I'm saying here is that be proactive about your, your, your growth. Be proactive about your flight. Be proactive about becoming strong. Okay? So we went super deep on that, and that was because Abel dropped the... $10 US, which is actually uh, a lot more Australian. So <clears throat> I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Abel. 
And my friends, I got two minutes here. So I'm going to just breeze through this Q&A and just address some of you guys. Thank you for being here. If there uh, was any more, but please don't drop any more super chats because I uh, actually have to go in two minutes, literally. Mm-mm-mm. But uh, to Ray and Abel for those super chats, I'm really grateful. So thank you. Uh, Sal had a question saying, hey, man, what type of advice would you give a female who's having trouble finding a husband to settle down with and get married with? So uh, I'll just rapid fire some of these. What advice would you give a female who's having trouble finding a husband to settle down and get married with? Uh, work on yourself. Work on yourself. High quality attracts high quality. If a woman's having trouble uh, finding a husband, right, I think I think she needs to direct that attention towards herself. I would If, I, if she's one of my clients, that's the first thing I'm dealing with. I want to dive into... because. Her external relationships are only a manifestation of her relationship internally. Boom. Uh, moving forward, Justin Bidiaco from last week comes in saying, uh, Bro, bro, just want to say thank you for being you. You're the only G I know that is this genuine and honest with otherwise don't ask, don't tell topics for guys. Thanks for all the wisdom. Hey, I really appreciate that, Justin. Your question was good last week. Got a seminar last week, so... But I, that, that feedback is very humbling. It's more Uh Oh, Jose, Jose. Jose is up in here. Jose Pople Fuentes Soles comes in saying, uh, keep it up, Sensei Ui. Thank you, Jose. Good to see you in here. Jose also then said, I'm Mexican, but we call Latino is most South Americans. Thank you. So South Americans can be referred to as Latino. That's good. That settles me up. I got caught on that earlier. Thank you for that, Jose. Uh, Jose, uh, Justin then said tips for going out solo at bar club, more places with a lot of girls to meet. Justin, I've got a whole social Q and A on that because I do have to peace out right now. Uh, I do have to peace out. So Justin, if you, I've got a whole, this is my favorite, my favorite social Q and A out of all of them in terms of just pure fucking value and tactics to sort out your dating life is the full Q and A. Uh, it's called Social Q and A. Full guide to going out solo in the day or night. So Justin, I, I give tips for my hypothetical nineteen-year-old son going out for the first time, absolute virgin. Go check that Q and A. That will sort you out right there. Uh, cheers, racing says cheers, Adam. Been thinking about a trip to Gold Coast slash Brizzo with mates at the end of the year once this all all this Corona business is over. Yeah, that'd be sweet, right? Uh, Gold Coast then, Gold Coast, not Brisbane, but Gold Coast. Or maybe spend a day or two in Brisbane, just get your beak wet, go around the city, but mm, the Gold Coast, go out at night. Uh, Oh, shit, Abel Martinez dropped another $5, so that's like $15 in total. Just saying, wow, I wasn't expecting all that. Thanks, man, in capitals. Thanks for all the motivation to keep growing with the prayer sign and the smile and and the cool face. Peace, Abel. Thank you. Thank you. You, just, you guys don't know how much that means to me. But Abel, it's like, you you, you honor me. You should have seen my, re- I'm sure you did. You saw my reaction. For those of you on the podcast, you should have seen my reaction to just reading the fact that he's in four different casual relationships, fucking hustling, looking to grow, looking to get advice on how to proceed, proceed in his relationships. It's like, if I was a girl, this is the type of guy I want to be with. You know, Hannah and I in our podcast together, which I haven't released yet, the full version, you know, she said something really awesome, which is that she's like, be the dude you would want to come up to you. You know, it's like, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So Abel, 
super grateful. So grateful. Cho, cho konjeshta. Cho, and your story was cho moshare, which just means super interesting. Uh, but yeah, super grateful. So my friends, I said I was going to peace out at 11.40. I was supposed to peace out at 11.30, but I'm really cutting shit fine right now. So I'm going to wrap this up here. If you haven't already, please just drop a thumbs up, thumbs up on this video down below. If you haven't yet, support the video. If you're listening to this in post and you have follow-up questions on guiding women in the bedroom, just drop me the questions down below. I'll come back on the YouTube video. Really importantly now, uh, boldoja.com, if you're not signed up to the free weekly email newsletter, boldoja.com, put your email in. The Guided Meditation Album, Eternal Energy. If you're signed up to that email newsletter, you will get the fourth track for free. This is ridiculous. Unlocking your sexual flow. It's the best track, in my opinion, on uh, my favorite anyone anyway. But you have to be signed up to the email newsletter to get that. That album is going to be dropping very soon. So, hey, with that being said, my friends, I really thank you all for being here. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll be back next week, but hit me up on Instagram at uitsang1. That's where all the uh, that's where the show goes on outside of these. And thank you so much. Much peace and much joy. Yeah. Thank you very much, my friends, for diving into this episode of Social Q&A Live. I'd love to have you in the live sessions, actually. So if you can make it, generally speaking, most Fridays at 10 a.m. Australian Central Daylight Time, which is just Adelaide, South Australia. For the foreseeable future, you can join in on these live sessions and get your questions answered live. The best place to connect with me outside of these podcasts and outside of YouTube is on Instagram, at uitang1, spelt O-O-I-T-A-N-G-1. Slide me any DMs there, personal context. You can also shoot me an email at boldoja.com, which is, of course, what this podcast is brought to you by. If you guys would like to pick up my ebook, the Crash Course to Kick-Ass Day Game, book one-on-one Skype coaching, or go for that deeper level, Day Game Foundations Bootcamp, all available to you by boldoja.com. And finally, if you would like to send a little something back and just support this channel, support this podcast and everything that I'm doing here, you can do so by donating through the PayPal link, which is paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I, or also directly through boldojo.com in the boldojo podcast section there's a donate link right at the top there anything that you guys do send it goes straight back to this channel and everything i'm doing so i really appreciate it thank you very much and this my friends is where i shall leave you until next time on dragon ball no, not on dragon ball Z. <laughs> i wish <laughs> wishing you the best of your lives much peace and much joy